0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Fashion School Dropout Podcast. Today I'm here with celebrity and fashion stylist, Derek Beckman. So he styles some celebrities, including Cameron Dallas, Don Benjamin, Austin Mahone, just to name a few. And I'm so glad to have you on today, Derek.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Me too, especially considering the day you've had today, I'm sure has been crazy. We're in the middle of award season and you've been pulling all day. So thank you for still making the time to come on. Of
1: course, anything for you. Yeah, it's been wild today.
0: Yeah, especially with the rain too in LA. Like, you know, we go crazy when it starts raining here.
1: Oh, it's insane. Everybody shuts down. You know what I mean? I prefer prefer to stay indoors whenever it's like this. But unfortunately, that, that wasn't happening today.
0: Yeah, duty calls. (laughs) true yeah so let's start off with some basics how did you get your start in the fashion industry and did you know that you always wanted to pursue styling
1: yeah so um I actually it's it's really strange so my my journey as a stylist is so different than a lot of my my colleagues I started off my first fashion industry job in Los Angeles was working for one of my closest friends, she 's a designer, and she brought me on as her executive assistant and <clears throat> Those responsibilities included getting her coffee, dealing with her travel plans, um, running samples to the seamstresses, and you know nothing nothing creative truly in that job, but it allowed me to see the ins and outs of how the garments got made. And that was something that was so special to me because, you know, as as stylists, we don't really see the beginning product or how any of it gets made. We just see the end result, correct? Right. um, So that was really, really interesting for me to to see. And then from, from then on, I had a really good friend suggest that I jump into styling. And I had no idea where to start. And the friend that I was working for, the designer she offered her showroom. She said, you can pull from my showroom whenever you want, whenever you've got photo shoots coming up, you can go ahead and use my brand. So I, I didn't even know the process of, of pulling from showrooms or making those, those contacts. And I had only assisted, oh no, that was before, I apologize. Yeah, that was before I started assisting a celebrity stylist. So it was, it was really strange. I was very much learning as I went, I was bsing my entire way through it. I was no joke, googling how to, you know, what's the protocol? What are what are like? What are the do's and don'ts? How do I format an email to a showroom? What's required? What's a pool letter? All these things that stylists are required to know and have ready in their repertoire whenever they approach a showroom or when it, whenever they are looking to get booked. I kind of had to just figure out on the go. So I was super blessed to have a ton of friends that were already movers and shakers in the fashion industry, um, i.e. photographers, models, designers, um, even showroom attendants. So they really, really, really helped me out and took a chance on me. And that's pretty much where it, it started is I just thrust myself into this industry. I feel like the fashion world is is not something you can kind of tiptoe into it's something that you have to fully fully immerse yourself into in order to grasp the gravity the full gravity and feel of it so that's what I did and um it's been it's been working out so far it's it i mean th- that's not to say I haven't had my ups and downs and trials and tribulations, and to be honest, it never stops. You know what I mean You never stop learning and growing as a stylist but that's kind of where I, where I began. Um, And I'm so happy that, you know, those few friends took a chance on me and, and pushed me to pursue this career because it's something that I want to do for the rest of my life.
0: Wow. So basically you just showed an example of how important having a network is, because as a lot of people have heard to become a stylist, you kind of have to know somebody. Yeah, into the industry and honestly that's kind of what scared me um away from the industry in the beginning because I had no designer friends or no stylist friends at all and I was like I'm never gonna make it so why even try but no that's so crucial I mean going back to networking we actually met at uh it wasn't a networking event but it was like a fashion week event so random it was
1: at yeah, it was at Boy London, right?
0: Yeah, at their store opening. Um, yeah. Yeah, we met in the line to the bathroom. I don't in know. In the if
1: line remember. to the bathroom, I had I remember I had like two cocktails in my hand too, and and we and it was so funny. Like we we met and we exchanged Instagrams. Yeah. Um And even that that was like that was kind of fun. I I brought two friends with me that you know don't really get to go out or do nightlife like we do. Um, and so that was kind of a. I had zero intentions for that evening. You know, it was just like, oh, okay, great. It's uh, you know, there's there's free drink and there's free food and we'll <laughs> take a cool photo and that all that'll be the. You know what I mean? Like, and that's kind of how these these fashion
2: yeah
1: parties are. You you go and like you bring a few business cards if you want, but it's really just a, a night out with your colleagues and you get to see old friends that, that you don't usually get to see. So I know that was, that was crazy that, that we met and that was, that wasn't too long ago.
0: It wasn't. Yeah. So it just goes to show the importance, is like, just be nice to everyone and right. don't be afraid to start a conversation because you never know where it's going to lead. And I'm so glad that we met. Like, Same. yeah. So you briefly mentioned that you assisted a stylist after um, working for your designer friend. Yes. Um, So was she the only one? And then you said, okay, I can do this on my own. Or did you kind of intern with several stylists to kind of learn different methods of the business?
1: Right. So I interned for uh, a gentleman named Johnny Woojack and he... Oh, you uh, might
0: have heard of him.
1: <laughs> yeah, you might, have, you might have heard of Johnny Woojack. Yeah. So he, his, one of his major clients is, is Katy Perry. Um, so, and Johnny and I met, it's so, it's so strange. And it's one of those things where I, again, like going back to networking, you never know. And this, and I met Johnny a year before I even jumped into fashion. So him and I met at the back room of a club. Like it was the weirdest, the weirdest interaction. And it was very, very brief. Um, But we exchanged contact info and I had no idea who he was until we both followed each other on Instagram. And I was like, Oh, cool. That's, I mean, you've done major things, Johnny, like obviously making, you know, the wardrobe for Katy Perry every single time she goes on tour or like making the majority of her custom designer looks. And, um, you know, he's done other celebrities and stuff like that before, but I, I, again, I had no idea and I had no intention of jumping into fashion. It was just a a cool contact to have. And when I started really getting serious about styling, I sent him a quick text message and, and him and I hadn't talked in gosh months, and I said, I don't even know if you remember me. You and I met at the back room at Bootsy Bellows. Like, um, I'm jumping into styling, and I would love to to take you out for a cup of coffee, or if you had any room on your roster for an intern, I would love to learn all that I can from you. And he was extremely helpful, and and definitely brought me on, and I was able to to do a few things for him um, when when I was able. And you know it. It's very important to, especially if you're if you're just jumping into styling. I, I definitely recommend aligning yourself with a celebrity stylist that you look up to. Um, email them, DM them, or honestly, I've even seen some celebrity stylists put ads up on like Craigslist, like looking for intern. You know what I mean? Just like you know, you can you can find them anywhere because not that styling is is a saturated, you know, world, but there's a lot of us out here, you know what I mean, especially in Los Angeles, so your chances are are very high in terms of running into one that you might want to assist, but it's extremely important and and what I learned from Johnny was kind of the beginning of the ropes. And I didn't intern for Johnny for very long, only a few months, um and something that you might already know about me is I'm an extremely impatient human being. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like to wait for anything. And I've, you know, been able to muscle my way through almost everything up until, you know, up until now. And so I interned for Johnny for a little bit. And then um I decided to go off on my own and kind of just bite the bullet and, and see what stuck. And I, I don't want to say I was lucky. Um, I think blessed is is the correct word, um, favored, you know by by whoever. and it's it's one of those things where I was able to, you know, before styling, make those connections that I didn't I honestly had no idea would come in handy later in my life, later in my career, right? And so when I finally decided to jump into styling, I already had those those connections made. And I had built a trust with these people that they were willing to take a chance on me. So it's, it's very, very strange. When, when I, whenever I talk to people about my stylist journey, it doesn't look like anything else. It doesn't look like anybody else's journey. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but you know, you and I both have friends that have been styling maybe for years longer than we have. And they started out, you know, styling test shoots for, Willamita or for two, or you know, like doing these like new fresh face model, like, you know what I mean, where it's like you don't get paid and it's just for your book and you know, it's it's very low budget and it's 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 hard pooling clothes for a test shoot because showrooms don't like to give clothes to, you know, photo shoots that aren't gonna be seen, that aren't gonna go anywhere, right? So it's like you're you're constantly buying clothes from Zara or the mall or H and M and then you're like keeping the tags on and then returning them. So it's it's a weird struggle. Um, one that I never had to go through, um, you know what I mean? And I can't even, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, because I, you know, the first person I ever styled was, was Don Benjamin. You know what I mean? Like that was, he was like my first ever major, major celebrity that, that I styled. And then it's just been up and up since then. Um, so it is really strange. It is really strange. So that's where I say, you know, yeah, there's, there's been a lot of hard work and blood, sweat and tears on my end, but I also am fully aware and fully recognize that I am extremely blessed to be in the position that I am. And I don't take that for granted. You know what I mean? So, um, so I don't know if that, I kind of went for a little loop there. I don't know if that answers, answers your question, but you know what I mean?
0: So much right now. Yeah. So (laughs) that's,
1: that's a little bit.
0: Wow, okay, so I know that you did some work in t v as well um Can you talk a little bit about that and how that expanded to other styling opportunities?
1: yeah, so it's really strange so i when i s- when I mentioned brief stint in in t v um it was not styling for t v it was actually working uh in t v so i little background. So in college, I landed a radio show, an entertainment radio show, and I was uh, one of the main hosts. And that was kind of what I thought I was going to be doing for the rest of my life. I was like, oh, this is amazing. I love public speaking. I love talking about pop culture and entertainment. um, And it's fun. And it didn't feel like a job. It felt like a passion. And so that's what I did for about two or three years in college. And then I landed a meeting with the executive producer of entertainment tonight. And she flew me out. I was going to school in Austin.
2: Was like, yeah. I was- I know, I,
1: no, here's the thing. No. And seriously, I'm like, Jesus, thank you. Like, I will, I, it's like, I will, I will stand up to the day I die and say, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I had shingles in college. I was stressed. I was in and out. either therapy. Like, no, trust me. Like I've, I've been, I've been there, but like in terms of, you know,
2: Career-wise. Work, and in
1: terms of career-wise, like mm-hmm. these things that people imagine or think that would be so great, like I've been able to kind of just step into, and it's really strange. And it's really, really strange. And I, you know what I mean? So, so basically I landed a meeting with the executive producer of Entertainment Tonight. She flew me out to LA, had an interview with her. um, And then that's why I moved back to LA um, after finishing college was to begin working at Entertainment Tonight. Well, um, long story short, the executive producer, she became like a second mother to me. She was fantastic. She brought me on and and just really helped me through everybody at entertainment tonight. You know, I was, let's see, when I moved back to LA, I was what, 22, 23. So everybody at entertainment tonight was at least 10 or 15 years, my senior in terms of like the talent, the on-air talent. Um, So that didn't excite me much. I, you know what I mean? It was one of those things where I would have felt like I way too young, you know what I mean? Like way too young. And so, and before I even, truly began working in Entertainment Tonight, the executive producer that brought me on uh, passed away of cancer. So it was like, a you know, I kind of took that as a sign and, you know, kind of, and I wasn't honestly, I truly wasn't feeling like the entertainment broadcasting television world was for me anyway. So I parted ways with the on air, you know, in front of the camera version of my life and decided to step into Okay, styling is very, very behind the scenes, right? Like no one really knows what goes on. They just see the finished product, the end photo, the celebrity on the red carpet, um or in the music video. you know they people know that the clothes got there by some reason, but they don't really give a lot of thought to it. So I decided to jump behind the camera, and that was where I felt like I was most comfortable. Um, and I had grown up working in retail my entire life, so I had always had a passion for fashion, excuse the the rhyme. Um but
2: so I'd,
1: yeah, so I'd always kind of loved clothes and I had a great eye growing up. I would I would help <clears throat> dress my younger siblings. I'm the oldest of four. So I have a lot of a lot of little rugrats running around and they would wake me up in the morning when I was younger and be like,
2: hey, can we like go through your closet and like
1: wear some of your stuff to school? And you know what I mean? So it's like I've always kind of clothing has always been whether I recognized it or not, a staple in my life. Um, so it only makes sense now that it is part of my income. So, so yeah, so I think, you know, the, the working in TV thing, it didn't really, I wouldn't say it helped or hindered my stylist journey. Um, I think it taught me determination. It taught me, um, what quote-unquote Hollywood is like and so you you kind of get to see the ugly side of LA when you're working in entertainment or or fashion and I mean you can attest to that so especially with the people we work with you know what I mean so it's I think if anything
0: you learn a lot of things yeah you you learn
1: a lot of things and working in Probably entertainment history. kind of yeah it 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 helps you build a thick skin you know what I mean like I'm now able to enter meetings to enter you know, brand deals or, 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 meetings with potential clients with a little bit more of a conviction or a confidence that I wouldn't have had if I didn't have that experience previously. So, so that's that.
0: Wow. So I'm learning so much about you right now. It's yeah. so amazing. <laughs> so, um, working as an on-air personality and having your radio experience makes sense, um, because you're a natural at this right now. Thank you. <laughs> yeah of course so I noticed something when I was um looking through your profile that you primarily style men was that a conscious decision like did you say I want to be a menswear stylist yeah. or did this turn out that way
1: so it's really funny because I it's not it's not a conscious and it's so funny the the person that I'm styling uh on Tuesday or I don't know when this podcast is going to air but on on the 19th i'm i'm styling an amazing female for for a magazine and i i truly wish that i would get booked more for female clients and it's it's something that i feel completely comfortable doing dressing both um i th- i think it it just so happened that i tend to get booked more for male jobs which is totally fine which is totally totally fine but yeah, I I I want to yeah that's one of my goals for this year is is to di- diversify my my portfolio a little bit and really really bring in some female clients because it's completely different styling a male versus a female you know you have to give different care to to both options um and honestly I would say it's a lot harder to pull for a male client in Los Angeles because a lot of these showrooms have gobs of, of female clothing and garments and shoes and accessories. And then you go over and, like, and I'm like, okay, cool. Let me see your, your male options. And it's like, it's, like, it's <laughs> like one rack. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, okay, what am I? And it's yeah. like, well, great. Like what am I supposed to do with this? And you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, I end up going to twice as many showrooms for a male client than I do for a female client. And so, um, so yeah, I would love to to jump on some more projects that that highlight and showcase women just because they're amazing. And and I think that you know, being a good stylist is being comfortable to like styling anybody. You know what I mean? Like whether that's male, female, whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it just so happened that the majority of my portfolio and on my profile what you see on my Instagram is is men. is men. Yeah
0: yeah cameron austin don
1: don yeah we've got Hart denton on there
0: yes. one of my new
1: newer clients max eric who else do i have on there
0: um yeah a lot of people on there they got to a lot that. of people mm-hmm. <laughs> but no that's so true and i feel like the showrooms especially here in la they're getting better with the menswear like yeah i could put you on in a few spots
1: but- I would I would love that. But yeah, I just, it's so funny. I literally, before we jumped on this, I was coming back from a showroom and they carry primarily female wear. And the showroom owner was like, Don't worry. We've been getting so many emails and phone calls about menswear. So I'm, you know, I'm finally, I didn't want to do it, but we're going to start carrying menswear in the next month. I was like, Thank you. Finally. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because I would come to see you so much more if you had, you know, menswear. So, so yeah, I would love some uh, some we can swap war stories and we can we can help each other out.
0: No, for sure. I definitely don't mind helping out and referring you to some there's a lot of great places over here, but um yeah, and you mentioned with editorials especially it's a real collaborative effort. So yeah. that brings me to another point. Um I feel like with our social media dominated world now, everyone always wants to collab. And I always say, I hate the C word. <laughs> In the
2: yeah.
0: the yeah, <laughs> C word, this C word. Yeah. <laughs> because it means that basically, you want me to style you for free, but what am mm-hmm. I getting out of it? So what are your thoughts on this whole culture of wanting to collab?
1: Yeah, so here's the thing, I understand I hmm. no, I don't understand okay so I don't understand uh so yeah the c word I I never I I I tried to remove that that word from my vocabulary in 2019 that was one of my things it was like I never want to hear that word ever again um because yeah it often means that you are wanting to use and abuse my services for an exchange for a photo or yeah. you know what I mean like you know, what I mean like things that you know I feel like you and I both at this point in our careers, we don't need any more, you yeah. know, photos. I don't need anything to bolster my portfolio. I have a great portfolio. I don't need, what I need is cash money. Like what I need, is, you know, what I need is, you know, what I need is the heating bill to be paid. Like it's cold here in LA now. Like, is that going to pay my, no, it's not going to pay my internet bill. It's not going to pay my cell phone bill. Like, and it's not going to pay my sushi bill. You know what I mean? Like, and that's expensive. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. I, I'm not a huge fan of that. Now, I will say, if it it depends on on who's reaching out, right? So this is a long shot. If Beyonce ever slid into my DMs and was like, hey, I would love to collaborate with you on a shoot, you can bet – your bottom dollar that I would be there in a hot second to be like whatever you want whatever you want I would fan her down I would be a Fiji or sparkling like what yeah whatever <laughs> you want. I mean it's like literally and that's and so but I mean if it's for a publication or if it's for a red carpet or for for something that you truly don't feel and you have to test it for yourself right you have to see if it's worth it and only you know that um it's all about knowing your worth and 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 knowing what you can handle so I I tend to not collaborate unless there is an invoice involved. But um yeah, I think that with social media now it's always, you know, if you style me, I'll blast you on my Instagram, we'll get you exposure. And it's like, uh, again, I you know what I mean? It's like I don't really, I don't really need that. That's not really something that, you know, maybe a year or two years ago when I was first starting out, like maybe that would have enticed me, but I've you know, it's I've been around the block a few times and that just that doesn't do it for me anymore. Um, and you kind of have to unfortunately put your foot down and you have to be like, no, this is my rate and this is what I'm sticking to and and you know, I've I've had to turn down so many projects uh because, you know, the budget wasn't there. And it's like, well then I respectfully decline because I can't, you know, because what, what they don't realize is I'm, you know, if I'm pulling clothes, I'm putting my credit card down. I'm driving. That's my gas money. I'm, you know, driving all over. And you and I live on the opposite ends of of LA. So like you live in, in, in
2: Inglewood. Inglewood.
1: I live in El Segundo, Manhattan beach area. So every showroom that I pull from is either in downtown or West Hollywood or Mm -hmm. Hollywood. So
0: across the world across,
1: yeah, across, it might as well be in Timbuktu or, you know what (laughs) I mean? So it's like, so it's one of those things where if I'm doing it for free you have to kind of weigh it out it's like it's not worth it it's truly not worth it and so that's what I don't think a lot of people realize is when you know if your rate is a certain amount it's it's not only yeah that's for my bills but it's also paying for you know the wear and tear on your car like the gas you know what i mean like the coffee that you need to get in the morning to, to wake up. So it's like, you know, it's kind of, it's all of those things that, that they're covering. And that's just because people are ignorant and don't take the time to ask you, you know, what goes into styling a photo shoot or what goes into styling a client for a red carpet or for a music video or even personal styling, you know? So yeah, collaborative. Nope, nope, not it, not, not, nope not
0: here yes. for it no, oh we're not no it. that's such a great point I don't think people realize um even in the industry sometimes they don't realize how much goes into it like you said there's gas and um going back and forth and downtown you got to pay six dollars an Ugh. hour for a meter like yeah, no, <laughs> and who knows no. how long you're going to be out there so and honestly
1: I refuse like if I can help it I try not to ever pull from downtown showrooms just because parking's a
0: nightmare. Oh, and I and can't even I tell always, you. I've like almost missed appointments trying to look for parking. Circle around yeah. the block for like half an hour to forty-five minutes. It's so crazy.
1: Yeah, and I almost never have cash on me, so it's not like I can go park in a garage. You know what I mean? So I often, if I know that that that's it, that I have to go downtown. I'll even like go to the ATM earlier that morning and pull out a 20. You know what I mean? Just because I'm like, I don't even want to deal with it here. Take the 15 bucks. Even and you know, it's even worse too because what if you only have one showroom appointment downtown? You're only in there for 30, 40 minutes max and you pay
0: 20 bucks for parking.
1: You know, 20 bucks for parking. It's such a ripoff. And so, you know what I mean, again, like all these things that you know the person who booked you doesn't see and to like not to nail it in any further, but
2: go ahead. I'm you
1: know what I mean. But it's like if if I get booked, like I said, I get booked for a shoot that's happening on Tuesday. Yeah. I'm prepping eight nine days before. I'm oh, yeah. making the showroom appointments. I'm doing the pools because everybody else just shows up, right? The hair and makeup, oh. they just show up. The photographer, they just show up. The talent, they just show up. I'm the one doing a week a week and a half work uh, worth of work. And then showing up, doing my my job on set. And then I'm driving yeah. all, all back. And that's sometimes the two, three-day excursion too. So one day of shooting equates to sometimes a week and a half to two weeks of work for me. So it's like one of those things where I'm like, now I'm thinking about like, I should charge more. Like my rate needs to go up a little bit because I'm running around like crazy, like psycho. And I mean, I'm always in my car. And I know you are too. I'm always, you know listening to a podcast or like listening to a book or an audio book or calling my parents or my, my siblings or friends or whatever, just to kill time. Because, you know, I'm coming back from West Hollywood today at, at 4 PM and it's going to take me an hour and a half to get back home, you know? So right. the struggle is real.
0: Yes, it sure is. Like I could go on and on and on about that, but it's so true. Like, I don't think people realize all these things go into styling and, I've gotten even this week I've gotten two requests to do a shoot um the next day like I don't think people realize that I don't have a giant couture collection in my closet
1: No. (laughs) no and I wish and that's the thing like that's the end goal right like the end goal is to eventually acquire a studio have designers just ship you clothes and then keep them in your studio but like there's only like four or five of those people in LA. Like everybody else is driving and pulling from showrooms. You know what I mean? So it doesn't, yeah, none of this next day business that, that, that can never happen.
0: Seriously. (laughs) So yeah, know your work, Silas. I mean, you got to really weigh out if a collaboration and I'm putting up the quote unquote is really worth it because It's finances and your time, you're spending days ahead of time, emailing showrooms, going to showrooms, being on set, then having to return it all. So you got to really weigh out of that opportunity that you get in your inbox is really worth it. I mean, like you said, if it's someone like Beyonce, who can skyrocket your career, then I'm all for it. But if it's just some random trying to get some photos, like to post on Instagram, like it is not worth it. You gotta. It's not
2: worth it. Yes.
0: Yeah, so, mm-hmm. I <laughs> yeah. know. I, can go I need a
1: cocktail now. See, you got me all revved up oh, now, you I'm got me all revved
0: up now. Like, <laughs> I'm over here like mm-mm, the c word. Mm-mm. <laughs> but do you feel like social media is changing the industry for the better, or would you say the worst? Like, right now we oh. have the product over here calling everybody out for right now, which has been rampant in the industry forever but you know it's allowing people to connect like never before so social media definitely has its pros and cons and um sidebar i love diet prada
1: Oh, I love diet product. Oh um, my I'm gosh! Yeah.
0: all day, laughing at all
1: day, and I'm like, who are we canceling out now? You know I me. Mean? It's, it's so funny. Like I know, I know they've they've canceled Dolce and gabbana Dolce. but mm-hmm. Stefano is constantly in my DMs. Like, so I have to kind of like, you know, it's it's Wait, weird. What? Yeah, 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 constantly, constantly in my DMs, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. You
2: tell what? It's
1: crazy. No, and he's uh, you know what I mean. It's like I'm only here to like can you invite me to your Milan show? Like that's, sure. you know what I mean? It's like I'm not really trying to pull anything from Dolce & Gabbana because I don't want to get the flack for it, but I'll go You're to You're going to get show.
0: canceled too. You're going to be on you there. <laughs> I don't, I'm not trying to, yeah,
1: I'm not trying to get canceled either. You know what I mean? But it's like, you know, he's, he's a nice man, I guess. I don't know. We got to, we got to work on his homophobia and like some other, you know, racist stuff, but <laughs> <clears throat> you minor, know, things. You know.
2: minor,
1: minor things. We've, we've got to truly get him in check for that. But, I think, yeah, I think social media, definitely pros and cons. Um, I think you and I both have, have built quite the platform. Um, and it is, it is used as a, as a marketing tool for, for both of us. I often say, I say this at least once a day because I see something on social media that, that makes me angry or makes me sad. And if I didn't need it, I wouldn't have it. Oh but, my um, God. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if I didn't need social media, I could tell you right now I would just delete the app like Instagram from my phone. I would delete Twitter. I would delete any a bit, but unfortunately,
2: we need it. It's
1: become our calling card, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's become a place where we can showcase our work in real time. And it's become a place where, you know, I've been booked so via Instagram. You know, I've been booked through DMs or like different celebrities or different clients or photographers or editor like editors have like reached out to me, you know via Instagram or my email that's, that's put on my, my profile, you know, or they've looked at my book and like, you know, so it's kind of, I can't say that social media hasn't helped, you know, project my career, which it truly has. Um, I will say though, this is something that irks me and this happened fairly recently. Um, not getting tagged in photos. Like that is like, that is probably my biggest pet peeve when it comes to styling. Something is
0: not getting credit,
1: not getting credit for it, especially if, you know, the person that you're styling has millions upon millions upon millions of followers, you know, I'm not looking for a follow back. I don't, I don't care about like followers or, you know, the following to folio ratio. I don't, I don't really play those games, but I do think that it's extremely important to recognize how much work went into making that photo. Um, and, you know, fairly recently I had a ton of my followers sending me this article. I forgot, I'll have to look it up later, but it was basically explaining the struggle of a stylist or even a hair and makeup um not getting tagged oftentimes the photographer always gets tagged um you know in in like either if it's from a celebrity or a magazine it's it's the photographer that gets the majority of the recognition because that's the image right that's the image that you see um but what people forget is you know, someone spent an hour to two hours on your hair and makeup, you know, someone spent like me, AKA you and I two weeks prior driving and pulling that perfect look that is now in that photo. Um, so that you could, you know, none of it would have been possible if it wasn't for the support of a stylist hair and makeup, you know? So that kind of irks me. I think that we're, we're looking at a shift. I know Rihanna has done a fantastic job at Tagging everybody, even down to like her nail artist. Like you know, you might not even see her nails like in a photo, but if she was on that shoot, she's tagged. You know what I mean? So I think that Rihanna setting the president and like setting the bar for social media etiquette is amazing. And she's, I mean, she's huge. She's like a global phenomenon. You know what I mean? So I definitely think that that's one of my many pet peeves um, when it comes to social media is. Making sure to give credit when credit's due because I'm expected to, right? So if I'm, you know, if I'm a stylist and I work on a project and then I get the photos back and I throw them up, the amount of grief and garbage that I would get <laughs> if I didn't tag the photographer, if I didn't tag the hair and makeup, if I didn't even tag the talent, you know what I mean, or even like the magazine or what, or whatever it, you know, it's going towards the amount of backlash that I would get would be immense. So you know, I think that it's you know, we have kind of a double standard when it comes to celebrities in terms of what they can get away with. So, I mean, if any celebrities listen to your podcast, tag your stylists, tag your hair and makeup, like don't only tag, you know, tag, tag the photographer too, but like tag everybody that's been involved. And that's like, and that goes out for aspiring stylists too. Like, trust me, it will go so well with you. You'll get booked again and you'll, you know, you'll make so many friends if you just include, I've even gone so far as to include Like the photo assistant, like someone who just set up the lights. You know what I mean? Like that's that's part of the shoot. You know what I mean? So it's like, I I try and make sure that everybody who is involved on that photo shoot gets recognition because it feels really bad. Like you know, if you you do all this work and you see someone post it and you're like, oh, that's cool. Um, why why aren't I tagged in that? You know, and it's and it's petty, right? And it's like you know, in the in the scheme of things, it's really not the end of the world but
0: the next big thing in your career though so could.
1: that's the thing it's like you never know what what opportunity comes from that tag, that tag. you know what i mean and so it's one of those things where if we're all hungry and there's like i said the fashion world it's it's saturated it's just like entertainment so if you're trying to differentiate yourself and and constantly put yourself in front of people that that could potentially book you then yeah, you need those tags. So yeah, social media, um, I could do without it, but um, I truly can't because it helps pay my rent. So that's that.
0: Yeah. And um, I also wanted to mention, not just Rihanna, but Lupita. I've seen her, Lupita Nyong'o, her her host, um, Glam Squad, and even Chadwick Bozeman, who played Black Panther. I mean, if these huge people can tag, then you can too
1: yeah agreed seriously though and it's like again it doesn't take it's it's (laughs) it's literally the simplest thing in the world it's not it doesn't require a lot of research um and again like i said not even not looking for a follow back because i don't i truly don't care it's just that if i worked on a project tag me please
0: Yes, that's how we ask. And not mm-hmm. just a tag, but also, you know, a mention. Because sometimes I mention. people don't look at, um, they're not going to go through every tag on the photo. Like, if you put it on there, like, this is the stylist, this is the makeup artist in your caption, then that's way better than just the tag. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, you did not get that look all on your own. Mm-hmm.
1: No. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> uh, anyway. I- <laughs> I, I'll go off, I'll go off, and then we'll, we'll forget what time it is, and then
0: off. the <laughs> entire
1: podcast is me just ranting about
0: you know, this garbage. No, it's, I mean, you know, certain things got to get addressed over here. True. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we all made some, you know, mistakes starting out, and everything was a learning lesson, uh, I know you've been fairly blessed, but <laughs> let's, let's be real. Have you ever over, had to overcome any obstacles as far as your career in fashion?
1: Oh, yeah. I think um, – I mean, I'm constantly – I mean, it's it's strange. I just came home today and I was speaking to my roommate. I was like, I'm not feeling too confident about this, this photo shoot on Tuesday. You know, it's like you – i i definitely think that i'm constantly on a learning curve and i think we all are um i think with each new project there's always a new boundary that you have to overcome um and so i think with me starting out it was i mean oh it was it was it was as simple as oh i remember what it was um I had a like makeshift stylist kit, like just I had went to like freaking what was it Staples and like picked up like a sewing kit and like you know then I went to like Bed Bath and Beyond and got a steamer and then I got like a a lint roll, like things that I again Googled. I was like, oh, I just I'm gonna get all this stuff and put it in the kit. And it was my first photo shoot, and I forgot clips. I forgot to get clips, and that's like a huge (laughs) that's like a huge thing. And so because Oh, and I was styling Don Benjamin and um, some of the stuff and I had flown in some clothes from New York and I had pulled some stuff from a, a showroom downtown and um, some of the stuff that I had pulled because he's I mean he's a bigger guy he's he's pretty tall but um, he's he's not like the thickest kid on the block you know what I mean so uh, some of the clothes you know, he was swimming in, and we had to kind of, and I, and I didn't have any clips, and so we couldn't use some of the photos for, for the magazine, and that was, like, a, uh, okay, like, you forgot your clips, you know what I mean, like, so there's, like, little things like that, in terms of, like, major boundaries, Um, it's, it hasn't been too crazy for me, I definitely think that, you know, you're you can, well, you can avoid a lot of these boundaries by just being a good person, right? Mm-hmm. So like I I often whenever I talk to different stylists or, you know, showrooms or whatever, there's often the boundary occurs because of an attitude or the boundary occurs because of the way something was perceived or the way something was said or, you know, their work ethic. And so I, I am a huge and firm believer that you treat people the way that you want to be treated and it and it, it like i said it'll go so well with you if you just treat people with respect and um you treat them like human beings because we're all here to do a job and you know it's being slow to anger and it's being you know versatile with with your schedule and trying to make meetings work like today i had to reschedule two of my showroom meetings to different times because they had overbooked or Um, you know, they were running behind and I was able to be flexible and be like, yeah, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. And, you know, the amount of gratitude and and thankfulness that you get, um, you know, people will go the extra mile for you if you're just a genuine person. And I think it's the amount of feedback that I've gotten from, from others in the fashion industry, either people that I pull from or people that I work with, they often, their comment is you're different you're you're nice and they give me a hug and they say we you know there's very few people like you in this world because we're used to dealing with you know just rude people you know or you know whatever it may be and i i don't know my parents raised raised us very well i can't even take credit for for how i am it's 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 all it's all them but um but yeah i think i think overcoming obstacles it's a, it's a daily thing, you know, it's, it's a, it's a daily, daily thing. And there's a lot of minor obstacles that you have to overcome with each new project. Nothing goes according to plan. Let me tell you nothing, absolutely nothing goes according to plan. It's fashion. It's always last minute. Um, things are always, it's, it's a constant moving part business, even the day of like the project, even the day of like, shoot, you know, things change all the time. And so you kind of have to be, willing and ready to roll with the punches and just always land on your feet you have to be comfortable with with adjusting and and if you're not then this isn't the business for you because it's just like I said it never nothing that I've done in this realm has gone the way that I planned it nothing and it's you know sometimes it's for the better and you know sometimes it goes better than what I planned and sometimes it goes worse than what I planned but it's you know, the chase and the feeling that I get when I'm on set or when when I'm with a new client and the look on their face when I know that they look in the mirror and they look fantastic or, you know, we get, we receive the photos back or we receive the magazine back and it's like, whoa, you know, you get to see the magic that you've created. That's what keeps me going. Yes.
0: Yeah. And going back um, to what you were saying about just being a good person can open doors for you. I'm always surprised because I'm kind of like you, like I've built relationships with showrooms and I feel like honestly, they're the gatekeepers to all the rules. So I don't understand all of these horror stories I've been hearing about stylists doing the most, bringing back ripped clothes. And I don't, I can never fathom like doing that. Like (laughs) I, I, I just don't get it. Why no, you- I
1: was I was at a showroom appointment today and they were telling me about a stylist that hasn't returned any of their clothes and it's been months. You know what I mean? It's been months and months and months and they can't they can't lend those clothes out. They can't use them oh um until they're returned. So it's like it's re- and I was like, That's so strange. Like, you know, you should always respect a PR showroom or a fashion showroom because yeah, where else am I going to get my clothes? You know what I mean? It's like, so yeah, I I, I get it. it's It's so important to establish a good working relationship with those showrooms because without them, we don't have jobs. You know what I mean? I can, I can book as many gigs as I want, but without clothes, I can go nowhere. So it's so, it's extremely important to to be a good person and to be genuine. And um, I, I honestly think that that's, half the reason why you're very successful. It's half the reason why like I'm getting there. You know what I mean? I'm I'm on a journey. So it's it's it's, oh, it's it makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference.
0: Yeah, no that's so true. I mean I've heard some crazy stuff and I'm just like, whoa, like,
1: that's crazy. I mean,
0: like first of all, I don't even have space to hoard clothes. So, I'm trying to get them returned as soon as the shoot is done
1: yeah i got a, I'm looking at a clothing rack in my room right now that's taken up like you know a fifth of my room, and I'm like, "Gosh, I can't wait to get this thing in my car and get it out of here. You know me, it's like, yeah, I don't want those in, and, and like half of it, I can't even fit in anyway, so it's like you know like, <laughs> like what am I gonna do with it
2: yeah like, I do
1: like honestly though, sometimes I will tell you this huh? if I pull from a showroom like for like some men's men'swear and if I like it, I'll sometimes try it on. And like, if, if it's, if I know that I'll fit it, if it's like a jacket or like a pair of pants, I'll often like come home and be like, oh yeah, I, I did right. Like I, I tried them on and, and they look good. So they're going to look good on the client. You mean I do that?
0: <laughs> Test it out a little bit,
1: test it out first, you know, let, let get, like get it worn in a little bit. <laughs>
0: I love it. I thought you were going to tell me something like, oh yeah, I wear them out. I was going to say, you do know this is no. on tunes, People can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> God
1: no. Yeah. I would, I would never, yeah. I would be so scared because here's the thing. I'm also an extremely unlucky human being. So I, I mean, my luck is the worst when it comes to stuff like that. Like I would do that. I would think that I could get away with it. And then someone would spill a drink on me or someone Oh
2: would, my it, they would God! would
1: just be like, well, that's just how it is you know what i mean like that would happen to me so i never take those chances ever
0: oh my god i feel like we just think the same wait what's your son Derek? i'm an aries oh my god me too oh, oh you're god. an aries See, that's why
1: we, yeah that's that's why that's why we think the same
0: <laughs> that is so true <laughs> oh my god sorry like not to get off topic but when's your birthday
1: uh my birthday is april 11th when's yours
0: April first. Oh my God!
1: Stop! You're an April Fool's BB. I
0: am. Like no one ever believes it's my birthday, and I'm like, why would I lie about my birthday?
1: Yeah. Seriously, though, that's so you, poor thing. I know you've been (sighs) having to deal with that your whole life. I
0: know. For me. Wait.
1: We should do like a joint birthday this year.
0: Oh my God! I hate
1: celebrating my birthday, but if it's like with someone else, I might, I might consider it.
0: Oh my God. So I have a friend. Um, Hey Andrea. So her birthday is March 30th and we've been doing joint birthdays three years in a row. So we might, okay, we got to set something up, but <laughs> yeah, seriously.
1: Yeah. Text me after.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. So I just want to go back to one thing. Cause you know, I could harp about, you know, that whole collaborations and test mm-hmm. shoot thing all day. Have you ever had someone that's just like blatantly reach out to you and it's just like, no, like okay, they just like kind of had this expectation that you're going to say yes. Like does that make sense? Like they yeah. kind of expect you to work for free, which really like infuriates me cuz you wouldn't ask, you know, a therapist to give you a free session or, you know, a doctor to give you free whatever. So, but they expect you to want to dress them for free because they don't know how much work goes behind it.
1: Yeah, I so I've never had um a celebrity client reach out to me without asking my rate I've I get it more from magazine editors um they you know
2: assume me they
1: assume that you know they just you know and I'm thinking of one magazine in particular and it's so funny I've been dodging them for months um and it's it's kind of a they're they're an up-and-coming publication and they get dope people to be on their covers um but
0: I probably know who you're talking about
1: I think you know because I because you've you've styled you styled for them I think well yeah, you've styled for them yeah you definitely have because I you know we all we've all creeped on each other's Instagrams and yeah it's it's um yeah they I've been dodging them from and it's it's actually really funny so I was Gosh, we, didn't a, show, like. I
0: mean, we need to have an after really show. We need to have an after show because here's the thing. So I
1: was pulling today, <laughs> and um for my for my magazine shoot, and a another stylist walked in right as I was coming out, and they said, "Hi, I'm here pulling for so and so," and I perked up, and I was like, "Oh." He's a good friend of mine. Like, you know, what 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 do you what's what's the publication? What are you pulling for? And they said the publication that I've been dodging for for months. And I was like, Oh, that's the shoot I was supposed to be on. But I was like, uh, um, I'm out of town. Sorry. Can't do it. Do you know what I mean? It's like so it's just like it's funny. Yeah, I definitely think it's it's annoying, it's infuriating that, you know, people just assume that you you'll would work you'll work for free because you know, quote unquote exposure or the chance to style uh, you know, a C rated celebrity. Like it's not, you know what I mean? Like it's just really not, I don't know, it's not enticing. Again, if I was a fresh young stylist, that, that would be something where I would consider because you have to get your feet wet. You have to do work for free when you're first starting out. Like there's just no avoiding it, unfortunately. Um, but I've already made that transition long, long ago into paid work. Um, so it's something that you have to stick to, but yeah, no, it is, it does get kind of annoying when they're relentless or they keep reaching out and you know that they don't have a budget um, because you don't, I don't want to ever sound like a broken record. You know, I don't want to ever be like, okay, here's my rate or what's the budget. What does this look like? And for, you know, because again, I, I'm a terrible, I'm a people pleaser, you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't like letting people down or feel like I'm letting them down. Um, But I also know how hard I work and how good I am at my job. And, And so that's the constant combating view inside my brain It's like, okay, well, you know, do you want to do this for free? Like, is it something that you would consider? It's like, well, no, it wouldn't. Because again, it's it's going to require so much time and honestly like the amount of anxiety i struggle with that too like i'll get real on this podcast like the amount of anxiety that i struggle with like on a weekly basis in this realm like it's i mean my my stomach is constantly in knots like i think i have an ulcer like I have a life expectancy of 50. Like there's no way I'm going to have an aneurysm when I'm 45. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just like, it's not going to, you know, because of all the stress that we go through. Um, and I just need to figure out, I need to like pick up yoga or something. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, it does kind of, it does kind of tick me off when, you know, there's just an assumption that you'll do it. Um, and I just go, maybe I can help you find a different stylist. You know, maybe I can help you find someone that's available or that would do it for free. So, um, so yeah, it does, it does kind of, it gets on your nerves a little bit. um, And that's something that I'm constantly trying to, you know, mediate. Mm
0: -hmm. No, definitely about that assumption part. Like people would literally, okay. Specific example. I had this, model, and I use that term loosely because I had never heard of her, and she straight up came in my DMs, and she was like, hey, I love your work, blah, 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 um, I'm going to the Matson party um, next week or whenever it was, um, I'm looking for something sexy, but not too revealing, and she was like giving me all these details, and I was just like, okay, hello, um, here's my rate, she left me on read. <laughs> of
1: course she did
0: like were you really expecting me to i
1: don't
0: even know you no in my dms like telling me what you want (laughs) no
1: i don't know you like that yeah you're not a friend (laughs) no you're not a friend and it's like and i've never heard of you you know what i mean so it's it's kind of one of those things where too it's like you and i both know a lot of people right and it's like if we if neither of us have ever heard of you then it's kind of like yeah uh, I don't think you need a stylist like you don't need a stylist because you, you wouldn't be able to handle one. That's the
2: thing.
0: Yeah. Like you seriously got to know your worth. And I think that's um, another thing that ticks me off. Kind of like you said, like, you know, you're good at what you do. Like not everyone can do this as far as, you know, running their own styling operation. Like if you're an entrepreneur, you're running your own business. Not everyone can. Yeah. Off. So you got to know your, what you're worth. You got to know what you bring to the table. And my attitude is you reach out to me. So obviously you like what I'm doing and you think it's worth me. So don't, you know, come at me trying to, you know, not pay me for what I'm worth. Yeah.
1: Yeah, The finessing doesn't work. Yeah. That, that definitely, that that's definitely easily seen through. Yeah. It all goes back to that knowing what you're worth um, because people will always take advantage. You know what I mean? They're always going to try and cut corners and get something for free um, because, and you know what's really sad is like, they probably end up doing that any, well, it wouldn't have been as good as you or or I, but, you know, they know that they can find someone who hears words like Maxim party. Oh well, yeah. And, you know, and they go, oh, like it's going to be red carpet. There's going to be a ton of like paparazzi there. Like my work is going to be splashed on. You know, just Jared, or like you know, what I mean, like who cares? Like again, like that's you know, that's not why we do what we do. You know what I mean? It's like I'm not looking for recognition. I'm not looking for you know my clients to be you know caught in front of you know mastros or you know. What I mean, it's like I, that's not. I truly don't care about that. Like you know, it's like if if I wanted to get into the paparazzi game, then I would have done something else. You know. So so yeah, I think it's 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 very strange you know, especially when, like, I'm freelance, you're freelance, I'm currently considering representation right now, just because I'm exhausted of doing it on my own. I just, I can't, I'm just tired. And, you know, maybe I'll get a second wind in a little bit. But um, I definitely think that, yeah, being freelance and having to stick to your guns and and you doing your own negotiating is very difficult sometimes and it kind of it requires a specific kind of person yeah. um and it requires not only competence in yourself but like a competence in your work and that's something even if you are represented like you need to have because people are always going to try and get you for less and then you and then it's like and then it feels so good doesn't it feel good when you come across a client or a booking that they go what's your rate and you give it to them they go great send me over the invoice and it's like no questions asked you're like wow like that feels and to be honest that makes me want to work that much harder for that booking or for that client whenever they're just like great sounds good like It'll come via PayPal or like, where can I mail the check to? Or is cash okay? I even love that. Is cash okay? Yes, it's fine. <laughs> it's better. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to wait for it. Great. Like, yeah, that's fine.
2: You um,
0: know Sorry, um, not to cut you off at all, but on that topic, you know what I found to be so weird? Yeah. I found the people that pay or the companies that pay you the most. They trust you to do your own thing, but the ones with the lower budget, they're the ones always trying to micromanage. I don't know if that's been your experience, but... You
1: can't see me right now, but I'm snapping my fingers. I'm (laughs) saying, yeah, 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 yeah. it's so so true it's so true and it's and it's so funny too yeah the people with the smallest budgets always got the loudest mouth that's like I, you know what I mean like it's just I mean that's true in life and in other things you know what I mean like yes yeah I just yeah it is it is interesting it is it is very interesting and that's half of me you know you know, I got petty tatted on the inside of my lip. Like, you know, whenever I encounter situations like that, I'm like, Oh, I could just walk. I could just walk away from this. I don't need this right now. You know what I mean? Like these people have no idea who they're dealing with. They don't know the lengths I'll go to, to make sure that this is, you know what I mean? So it's like, I start going down that, like down that lane. I'm like, Oh, they're trying to come for me right now. They are, they don't know. I'm not the one, like I am not the one to do this. So yeah, no, it is wild.
0: They messing with Petty LaBelle over here. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I'm thinking about Petty getting it redone. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is so crazy. Oh my God. I feel like we can just like go on and on and on and on about
1: <laughs> Oh, we could.
0: <laughs> Our crazy. We could.
1: And that's what I'm saying. You and I need to you and I need to just go get cocktails somewhere and like close a yeah. bar down because that's I mean who you, I mean, I know you've got horror stories. I've got horror stories. And we just need to link up and, and just dish it all.
0: I feel like we just need like a separate, like, Brittany and Derek. Yep. Out. Hey, <laughs> whenever, yeah, whenever you're
1: down, I'm, I'm, I'm always down for something like that. Are you kidding me? That's so funny. Because, you know, I love to talk and you like to talk too. We just need our own show.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so let's um, close out with your advice to aspiring stylists.
1: Oh man. My advice to aspiring stylists. Um, oh, what? How can I enrich these, these young listeners? Uh, I think my best advice would be to, Oh, I got to think about this for a second. Cause I don't want to say the wrong thing. Well, there's, I have a lot of advice. Um,
0: the floor is yours.
1: The floor is mine. So start small um, don't bite off more than you can chew. I know that it's going to be easy and it's going to seem so enticing. You're going to look to your left, you're going to look to your right, and you're going to see people that are in your lane that are further along that are doing bigger and better things. And you're going to look at what you have in front of you or, or what's on your plate. And you're going to often feel that it's insignificant, that it's not as groundbreaking, you know, X, Y, Z, And it's something that I deal with all the time, too. So, this is when I'm saying this to you guys, I'm saying this to myself as well. Um, Don't don't diminish your light and what you have in comparison to others. And I think that if you just remain true to your work ethic and who you are as a person, you'll be able to navigate this crazy, crazy world of fashion um, and you'll go further than you'll ever 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 expect and ever imagine and you'll soon be jumping on projects that you wouldn't have even dreamed of jumping on you know if when you were just starting out so that's that's probably my 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 advice is to you know not don't don't start thinking that you're going to be styling Ah, The Beyonce's you know what I mean because like trust me we all we all want to style Beyonce she doesn't need a stylist but we all want to style Beyonce you know what I mean so um start small don't compare yourself and it will go so well with you
0: those are all great bits of advice and when you were speaking earlier about reaching out to Johnny for opportunities um I wanted to ask you what would be your advice to Um, just some, you know, bits and pieces of
1: practical advice for, yeah, for reaching out. Um, So something that I, even to this day do use those DMS, you'd be surprised how many people check their requested DMS. I've currently got like 30 pending right now that I haven't even looked at, but I do often periodically go through them and if I see that someone's trying to reach out to me via you know for work or if they're looking for advice then I'll open it and I'll respond to it or you know I have my email address on my on my Instagram and like you know people will email me acquiring about jobs or even we were you and I just jumped on a stylist panel and I have a, you know a flood of new Aspiring stylists, like asking for advice, looking for you know, hey, can we grab a cup of coffee so yeah, so it's reaching out, you know cold emailing it works, cold dming it works um i and, and this isn't you know I wouldn't say that this is the the best way to do things, but you know, I met Johnny in a back room at a club, you know what I mean so again, you never know talk to everybody and anybody that seems interesting um you never know who you're going to bump into. So if nightlife is your thing, great, hit the club, you know, dress up, go to the club and and see who you meet and like bring some business cards with you. You literally literally never know the the amount of work that I've got or the amount of connections that I've gotten, you know, jumping in, you know, into nightlife, which is terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> fun. It's it's fun too, but you know what I mean? So it's just like it's really strange. I I look at every day as an opportunity, I look at every person I talk to as an opportunity to not only expand myself and my brand, but also, you know, you have to think of, of future work as well. So that is, that's my advice in terms of making connections as a young stylist, as an aspiring stylist is, um, yeah, send those DMS, figure out those emails. Um, and, and don't be afraid to like, if you recognize a stylist. And if you see them on the street or if you see them like eating, I say, be comfortable to walk up to them and have like a little pitch ready and, you know, sell yourself, you know, sell your pitch and be like, hi, my name's so-and-so, I love your work and I would love to, to work for you, you know? And so be bold. That's, that's like probably the main thing is, is be bold and, and be courageous and you're going to be surprised at what comes your way.
0: Great advice. And not just, um, speaking to people, but you also never know who knows who to so exactly just all around. Nice it's people. all
1: around. Yeah. Keep your nose clean. Yeah. Just keep your nose clean and, and be a good person because I mean, you know, this Brittany, it is such a small industry. Yes. Fashion and entertainment is so small. Everybody knows everybody. And the amount of times that I've declined work because I've had intel about a certain human, like, you know, they're not good to work with. They're not, they're not classy or, you know, X, Y, Z. Everybody talks for the good or for the worst. You mean? So it's, it's kind of, you know, you have to just remain a good human and it's not, I mean, you should remain a good human anyway, but in terms of, you know, especially in this realm, if you're not professional, if you don't show up on time, if you don't produce, if you're, Late with your returns if you're you're not good in a meeting like people talk and you know it 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 then becomes hard to to get booked and get a job because yeah people talk
0: absolutely oh my god I feel like we like we gotta have a part two or something because I don't want to log off with you like you have so much great advice so many great stories and yeah, yeah they, we'll do a part two yeah let's do it I'm let's down do part two. <laughs> okay so derek i just want to thank you again for taking the time out of your day to sharing all of these wonderful pieces of advice um any last words
1: i think we covered it thank you for having me on this was so fun um i appreciate you know this is very therapeutic for me as well after a long day of of pools
0: yes i feel you well i will leave derek's information in the episode bio And I will catch you guys in the next episode. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review if you enjoyed today's episode. And let me know what you think. So we will catch you guys next time. Bye.
2: Bye, guys. Talk to you soon.